0: Hello, I'm Yolanda Brown and welcome to LPO Offstage. This is the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with the musicians of the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Now, you may have noticed if you're an avid listener of Series 1 and Series 2 that we sound a little bit different. Well, we are backstage of the Glyndebourne Opera House together in person and this is the very first time that I've been able to record in person it is really exciting let me introduce you to who I am with we're joined by the principal cellist Christina Blaumanner and violinist Fiona Hayam. and I've met you both before but never in person it's wonderful to see you
1: Hi, Yolanda. So nice to see you. (laughs) Lovely to
2: see
0: you. It's really nice to see you in person at last. It is indeed. It is. Well, today we'll be uncovering what it means to be desk partners, sitting and playing next to the same person in the orchestra, sometimes for decades. Can you describe what this partnership is, Christina? To describe in one
1: word is is very, very difficult. I mean, I I was kind of thinking this morning, uh, what does a desk partner is to me? And because if I compare myself to, let's say, my situation to Fiona's situation, I most of the times have only one desk partner because Fiona will be probably sitting with almost every single member of her section, while my desk partner will be most usually the co-principal
0: cellist, which means it really becomes like a marriage. So how does it all work, Fiona? I mean, can you explain the system and take me from the beginning?
2: I'll try a little bit. Um, Yes, I thought perhaps I should explain that a desk as such is a music stand with a single piece of music. And what's unique about desk partners is it's unique to the string section because we sit two players to one desk or one music stand with our with the same part we play from the same piece of music right and that is a completely different uh thing from the wind players because they have their own parts and their own music stands Mm -hmm. and i i always used to be quite envious of them in a way and thinking oh it must be really quite nice to have your own music stand. And and I must say that one of the silver linings of this pandemic for me You've has been having our own music it. stand. Yes. And it's been wonderful, can <laughs> I just say. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Not because I don't love my colleagues, you know. And of course, um, as Christina explained, in the violin sections, where especially on all the string sections, actually, we have a rotation system. OK. They decided all those years ago, just a few years after I arrived here, to bring in this rotation system, gradually, section by section. And when they started to talk about bringing it in the second violin section, I have to say I was very, very against it. I was
0: vehemently against yes. it. Yes. It's, it's, Mainly it's because, prestigious to have a number
2: well, then. Well, yes, it, it wasn't so much that as the fact that they were starting it from number five. <laughs> so effectively I felt I was only going to be demoted yes, in the course. section because I could only move backwards. Yes. And after yes. that, you know, after it was brought in. So I was very against it at the beginning and I fought against it actually, I have to say. Ineffectively. But very shortly after it was brought in and I started rotating with all my colleagues yeah. and my younger colleagues, new people who were coming in, I realized that it really is a fantastic system. Right. And I wouldn't change back to the old system at all because there are many downsides to sitting next to the same person, as you say, possibly for decades. Yes. There's a danger that you get very complacent, that you play in a certain way. Mm you don't really know how other people are playing your colleagues and you don't, as a result, really blend with them as a section.
0: Yes. And I think
2: it's much better for the team spirit, you know, in many ways. I think it's a really, really good system. So I had to be completely proved wrong <laughs> and I admit I was completely wrong about that. And actually, it didn't really affect um, my earning power or anything like that. In fact, it's, it's very fairly done and, you know, the work is shared out. So
0: nobody suffers, really. So, what does the work entail then? Is to be a desk partner. Well, it's complicated. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I'm fully there yet. So take me there slowly. Well, there's slowly. a
2: hierarchy, for instance, right. slight hierarchy, because the the person on the right side of the desk, the outside player, as we call it, and the inside player. The inside player has a responsibility for turning the pages. Ah. For the outside player, so that they can keep playing. And that's just a matter of yes, etiquette. It's always been that. like yes, that. Yes. It's not particularly for any particular reason. But just so one person can keep playing, if there's a particular passage that's going on and you don't want to miss things out, yeah. then it's the responsibility of the person on the left to turn it in time. Gotcha. And of course, you can imagine that this causes a lot of um, <laughs> problems on occasion. Because <laughs> you have certain people who turn at the very last second.
0: Because they want to get as yeah. much, much playing in. Or
2: alternatively... And I was thinking, when we when we, I was asked to do this podcast, I was thinking about all the different possibilities of the different facets of desk partnering. Yes. And it really is funny because there are so many different types of desk partners, and I think you can really put them into sort of categories, you yes. know. Yes. I mean, there's the type that micromanage the music, literally... They cannot leave it alone. They're constantly turning over the next corner before, you, way before you get there.
0: Is that always the turner? So
2: Yeah, so the person, the turner, might oh, be yeah. getting, you know, a little bit anxious about turning uh, the page. Uh. And so they'll sometimes lunge right across you, even if you're trying to read, count something, and, and it's a very quiet bit and it's very distracting, suddenly have an arm yes. coming up across you. Oh, no. And then there's the other type of death partner who will just whip the music across with a great big tearing <laughs> noise you know which is also very distracting oh, no. and then I mean you, of course there are perfect desk partners too who do everything absolutely right you yeah. know, and, but then the other thing about it is I don't know what you feel but Christina but well, as a tutti player as a section player as I am Sometimes you can feel that you're really doing a very good job and you're getting very into the music and playing with great enthusiasm and everything until you realise that your desk partner is giving you really quite a dirty look. Oh, no! <laughs> Why would that have,
1: where would that be? <laughs> I because definitely have not experienced well, that. Maybe <laughs> I, I, I don't I really don't
2: think that's something you would experience. But in a section, for instance, they might feel that you're getting too carried away, for oh, instance. Okay. And putting them off, you know, actually. So you also have to be quite careful in a way to play with somebody and yet not to play against them or play
0: ahead of them or play louder than them. You know, so it's really a big balancing act. Actually, I love I'm really intrigued because actually up till now, we're into series three now of LPR stage. But you kind of speak about the strings just as a section, don't you? And you lose the individuality. So I'm really glad that we're getting into into this now. What makes a perfect guest partner then, Christina? Well, again, I
1: have a slightly bit different situation because as a principal, of course, the person sitting next to me, they have um, a quality quite a responsible job to be My desk partner to be a co-principal, which means also a person that kind of still takes quite a lot of initiative. Because often when we have a divisi line, like we have a two separate or or, you know several separate lines, and the second uh, my my desk partner would then be leading that second line. So they often even need to take a decision about the bowing or about the fingering, maybe slightly, or about taking really real lead in that voice. In the same time, being kind of still with supporting, with the, supporting yes, the principal yes. and not being really a shadow while well, giving all the support, but still also really, really contributing to that principal sound. In a way, if the first desk is a very, very strong and very glued together, real musicianship, yeah. it makes it so much easier for the section. So, you know, it's a really, really, really hard job. And that's why to find an ideal co-principal or co-leader. Basically, I think uh, ideal desk partner is exactly... Exactly my co-principal cello because he really really embodies all these qualities I think he's a you know it's, it's a very very strong player who is a real team player who is absolutely ideal page turner, by oh, the way. Oh, That's also something no, this, yes. I mean, I was just while listening to Fiona I was thinking, <laughs> you know uh, you, you know, all these qualities that you probably would prefer for your desk partner, but you yourself also need to do it when you are sitting on the inside I personally have never done it for anybody. I was going to say, as yeah. the principal you would never have to be I, I would never turn it's pages turn. Yes. Uh, uh, um, except of course uh, now when we have our own desks okay. <laughs> you have to do that. it all yourself now. <laughs> exactly, which I have to say I, I quite enjoy because uh, well, I mean that's what I do when I, when I play chamber music, when I play solo if, yes. I, if I play for music, so that's not an issue and I have to totally agree with Fiona that there's one real benefit of this pandemic is for string players indeed to have the music in front sure. of you because um, that at least your body (laughs) (laughs) is in a very good physical position. Because, I mean, again, any other position, apart from principle, you would always... Be sitting from the left or right, depending on whether you you play as an inside exactly. player or outside player, which means at least your head gets to tur- to be turned equal amount ah, of times, yes, of uh, looking at the music right or left. But for me, it's always looking on my right, which means I really develop a real real yes. neck problems over the years. And this pandemic time has been really You'd in a way straight on exactly <laughs> at least to, to to get my my physique in your in in, in, yeah. in back
0: in in shape. It's really interesting. I I didn't it, think about
2: that. It, so I was going to say, it yeah. really is a luxury to just have the music at the height, which is perfect for your eyesight, for yes. instance. Not everybody has very good eyesight. It's not always that easy to see the music when you're sharing a desk because it can be quite far away yes, or onto one imagine. side, and one eye might be slightly better than the other.
0: Yes.
2: And the other thing is somebody, your desk partner, might be a lot taller than you. I mean, I'm quite small, so I tend to like the music quite low. And you know, I mean, I can think of a couple of my desk partners I share with regular. We have to negotiate course, the height, uh, mid heights, yes. Because sometimes it will just feel much too high for me, or it'll feel much too low for them. Wow! And that's the kind of thing. So that's what's been so wonderful about this year. I can't tell you. I, mean, <laughs> I won't. I'm so actually quite. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back to the new to the festival hall in the new season. Yes, of course, and it's going to be amazing. But the one thing I won't be looking forward to is giving so, up the autonomy of my own stand. Yes,
0: and in terms of who does what so with the desk partners so i understand one person is turning while the other is playing what are some of the other roles that it involves strictly speaking
2: it, it only the other the only way it changes really the role is if it's a divisi part in other words if the if the music has uh, too many notes to for everybody to play together like yes. double stops and things which would be divided then the outside player would play the higher one and the lower one, the inside player would play the lower normally. And so quite often music's written on different lines, you know, and divisi. And so you have to quickly adjust and sort of write a roadmap to whether you're playing outside or inside. And sometimes that can be quite confusing because you sometimes think, Am I outside am I ha- or am I yeah. inside? You know, just at that last minute, you know, suddenly find you're playing the wrong part. I mean, like well, especially the, if it's the a rotation,
0: because the week before you could have been on exactly. in the inside. And from right. concert
2: to concert, you could be sitting in a different place. And um, but so the rotation system I was going to say works. That we sort of um, for each program we change desk partners. Okay. So it's not sort of every rehearsal or something. So you'll come to do a project which will be maybe three or four days, and you'll be with that person in that same position.
0: For that project, yes. and then the next project, you'll be moving either back or forward. Do you sort of almost have to have a discussion with your desk partner? Have a bit of a, okay, this is what you're doing, this is what I'm doing, or does it just fall into place as as a tradition, if you like?
2: I think it pretty much falls into place. Oh, yes. um, you may you may have to negotiate about a week or ten days before the first rehearsal, if you can have the part. If somebody might have taken the part out of the library. And, oh, and put, to put their own fingerings in, for instance, if it's a very difficult part, yes. you might need to do that. To a certain extent, oh, and I was going to say, actually, the, the difference between the inside and the outside player as well, if you're putting markings in, your own personal fingering markings, yeah. I mean, not bowings, which yes. is universal. The etiquette is that the outside player writes them above the stave and the inside player writes them below the stave wow. so that you don't get confused. So you don't start reading their fingerings. Obviously, it still can be a bit confusing at times. And a lot of people hate it when somebody puts lots and lots of fingerings in. There's a lot
0: going on, and That's, by the time you've gone further down. Because it is down. confusing, it yeah. is
2: confusing. And I, I must say I've been guilty of that in the past, of putting masses of fingerings in, and then my desk partner sort of looks in horror <laughs> at the part when they see it. <laughs> and
0: but, so is that, is that what you meant, Christina, when you said that your desk partner would sort of find different tones to use or, or, or different ways to approach the music? Would you ever then look at their markings and think, oh, Oh, well, first of all,
1: I always do have the part. Right. Uh, I
0: always take the part also because I really
1: sometimes do put bowings in for the whole section. Yes. You know, sometimes actually a librarian gives me the part to bow the part. Also, I like to really have my parts neat. But what I mean by that, I don't like that there are markings from other orchestras that are really uh, something not relevant. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's also very in a very careless way. I like really when it's when it's a bowing, it's exactly above that note, not somewhere in between not that up bow looks like a down bow. Yes. And Can we I, call that cleaning cleaning right. up the part. Yes. And just, well, literally raising
0: exactly rubbing and, out. And, what and, was there and just
1: yesterday I was I was actually working um, on parts that we're gonna use tomorrow for our first rehearsal for the prom. And you know my floor was covered in bits of this rubber because <laughs> I had to rub so and a four parts were so messy. I don't know whoever had <laughs> How them. long did it take you to have to go
0: through that and literally hand <laughs> well, rub everything? Well, it,
1: well not everything of course but i mean uh, things that are very very messy and something that we're not going to be using and sometimes there are also words in other languages or 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 for example somebody else's name written in there which is a bit confusing although i have to say when it comes from our orchestra because i think it's also a bit of kind of historical thing i mean i often get parts where, where i can see that my predecessor the principal cellist bob truman there are bits where it's written Bob, Bob, oh, Bob. Yeah. Maybe something for himself to remind can he needs to be particularly alert or, or some difficult passages coming. Yes. And I actually like to keep it because it's I think it's, exactly, yes. it's, a, it's a part of the history of LPO. I don't want to come there and erase everything that was before me. That That's really absolutely silly. But when it comes from another orchestra and especially when it's mostly when it comes to bowings and, and things that are just, or fingerings that are also very messy, you can't yes. see them. So I like to clean the parts and I like to get them in a, I mean I will always get them so my desk partner in this instance will get a copy and then in the first rehearsal
0: they'll if they need to transfer something for the line they transfer. Copy onto exactly <laughs> when you have that great partnership that collaboration coming into play does it extend outside of the music you know like if you have a, a not not too far does it <laughs> I got a, a look there from Christina. Where are you going with this? No, on no, the contrary, I, I was I was very enthusiastic about sharing my experiences yes, how please. much it extends. Yes. Oh, the- oh, Good. Oh well I'm excited. Well well, let's not go too far. So just just bring it in in terms of a friendship, you're yeah, afterwards should we go for a drink? Or, you know, how are you feeling today? And then you just maybe blurt out from what might have been on your mind. Does it go further than just the markings, the music, the page turning? Christina, you are nodding very, very enthusiastically. <laughs> this is, because
1: this is absolutely, without doubt, at least in cello section, this is something I, I can definitely tell that it's a, it's a, a, you know, a very, very friendly section. Part of us being happy together, of course, is making music together in in a, in a our best possible way we can. But also, is the friendship, is, is actually those moments when after the concert, even in this pandemic, few times, oh, we had a little gin and tonics, let's just be you know, because we can't really go out anywhere. <laughs> yeah. at least where the, where the cello boxes are, let's just have one drink
0: and cheers. Always after, absolutely. Always after, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and also, I mean, uh, talking about, because Fiona said about a few things that, you know, of the desk partners and and I've had some extraordinary times with desk partners. First of um, my desk partner, Peiji, a few times has, has saved uh, me when I broke a string. Yes, <laughs> of course. Which happened again uh, very recently in the Swan Lake, and all these concerts are recorded and video recorded and very difficult to edit. And, and this is exactly in a moment when um, Vladimir, our principal conductor, asked us uh, to really go attack so without mm. any break from, from one number to another. And, and of course, I broke a string, as it unfortunately happens. And I mean, it's not even a desk partner anymore because uh, yeah. we, we sit one and a half meter apart so pagey he just immediately you know gave me his cello and very very discreetly he had to go out through you know all this video recording to to the back of the stage Aww. and find my cello case put a new string and then as discreetly and smoothly very very in a very short time came back and and then swapped the cellos and we continued That's so beautiful. things like that then then another time for example our number four, Francis Bucknell, who, who also sometimes sits next to me when, when co-principal's not there. I mean, he has, <laughs> a few times, one time I had a, a bit of a, um, how to say, a dress malfunction <laughs> on a concert <laughs> when I tore on the, cha- on the side of the chair, a bit of my skirt. Oh, no. and, and I realized, on, and it was so embarrassing, in Royal Festival Hall, and now I have to somehow walk off with this. <laughs> and I wasn't sure how big that tear was, but I heard it. And I asked Francis, please, can you stand with me or walk with me? So he was walking very nicely, just covering that <laughs> tear with me, hand in hand, you know, That's to the backstage. Lovely. So nice. exactly, <laughs> and and you know, there there are so many so many times and so many of these wonderful
0: situations that I just feel really blessed that is <laughs> oh so heartwarming yeah. now I know why you are nodding oh yes that is and I'd heard uh, you somebody gave that example in a previous episode about handing your instrument over to the principal if anything does go wrong yes but I think to it was think probably my episode from you <laughs> <laughs> Did fate there, didn't yeah, we? Exactly. Oh, wow. That's lovely. What a death partner that is. Well, now that we know a bit more about the rotation, I guess this probably wouldn't happen as easily, but are romantic connections ever made between death partners? Because you really are a, a partnership. You're working together
2: <laughs> all the time. I, think I should hand this over to you, Christine.
0: <laughs> oh have you heard of an experience or experienced it yourself that, that can happen?
1: Oh, yes. I'm not sure how much I can tell about it now. <laughs> You don't have to give names, just give us scenarios. It well, just let's, keep, let's, just, let's just put it this way. We have had uh, several couples, uh, I, I don't know, yeah, in also within the section that obviously sit together from time to time. <laughs>
0: As in the relationship
1: has blossomed because they work so closely together. Or yes, I mean they definitely have met in this orchestra for I sure. Know. So it has happened. The romantic relationship has that. happened in this orchestra yes. while while playing and probably off stage more than <laughs> yeah. on stage. Hopefully off stage
0: <laughs> yeah. more than on stage. Yeah. So yeah. Love letters on the stage. On you know. this
2: subject, I would say, and uh, not so much. I wouldn't say I knew so much about um, relationships between desk partners, kindling between desk partners, yes. but. Across the orchestra, between musicians, yes.
0: Well, I had heard a little bit about this, sort of went on tour and things like that, you know. people. I mean, you are a family, you spend so much time together. The idea that you support each other, you know what each other's going through. It's a great way to meet somebody, surely.
2: Personally, my ex-partner and father of my children was the leader of this orchestra. He came to be leader here a few years after I started playing, and... um, I have to say, the romance blossomed really because of eye contact across from the second oh. violins to the leader's seat. And uh, so, That's yes, it lovely. does happen.
0: Well, I mean, the music is so emotive, and there would be pieces that you just connect, wouldn't there? Yeah, absolutely. That's lovely to hear. Oh, wow. And is there ever any competition? between the two. I mean, the fact that you're making your own markings above and below the stave, you, you can see what other people are interpreting the music has. Is there any competition? I, first of all, I, I don't really
1: feel that in, in my desk, but I think uh, sometimes to have a little bit of healthy competition as, as really, you know, uh, being real fun of your instrument, let's put yes. it this way is good and um, i know that for example also in my section we have uh, players that do quite a lot also outside orchestra and they have a solo engagement and and um, you know something they're preparing and of course it, it, it's not really a competition but it's kind of um, i can see the people are really in a good way they have a mission yes, for the instrument yeah, yeah. and i personally really really support that and i think we have this kind of nice support within the section because it's really good it's really really good for players to to not be also too modest about I mean modesty is very important thing of course but not to be too modest in terms that oh I'm just an orchestra player and I you know I'm I'm, this is my job I'm just sitting at my desk at my at my music stand doing you know I was asked to do this and this they need to have their own ambition so I think
0: a healthy competition can be only beneficial and actually you've just opened up the visual for me actually I've been thinking about the two people at the desk or the music stand. But what about within the section? Is there competition between desks? almost like, look, we've we've got this down pat. What are you guys playing at? Well, we have this as a
1: joke. uh, For example,
0: (laughs) when um, uh,
1: opera, which has probably 80 pages or something, and when a conductor in the rehearsal says, okay, act two, uh, scene three, let's say, and uh, even says the, the bar number, uh, and, and, you know, when we start frantically, and then there's always a f- one desk who's first, got it, got it, page 87 or something, oh, or page no-tools. 54. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just it's, it's just funny. I really love it. It's just a tiny kind of, you know, yeah, of course it's a competition. It's you like go team.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you've, yeah, got, we got it. you've got the Boeing police, as we call it, the Boeing police. We, it was just a bit of a joke because... Some people are so on it that they've got the Boeing from the front of the section way before ah. the person in the middle of the section. <clears throat> so you might suddenly get a tap on the shoulder and they say, you've got the wrong Boeing there. It's, it's actually this, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. Mind yeah. your own desk, Sorry. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. so, and sometimes you sort of roll your eyes and think, oh, the Boeing police, you know.
1: Yeah, This is um, this kind of world I even didn't know it exists to be honest, you know. No. What, what happens, you know, that, that that far, for example, if a desk five gets a Boeing before desk three, I yeah. would because the hierarchy that. <laughs>
2: is that, you know, the principal will write the bowing in or yeah. it'll already be... Or if a change happens, they will turn around and say, this is what's changed. Mm. And then it's passed back oh, passed through back. the section. Mm. But inevitably, somebody won't get it or somebody will get it like, first. Is there the a, back, an element you know. of
0: Chinese whispers as well? Like, it's just changes and then you throughout do, the time. And then you
2: can be made to feel quite inadequate oh. if you're constantly... You've, you've got the wrong bone there, you know, yeah. again,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. And then as the principal desk, if I can call it that... Are you always sort of consulting and looking back and making sure that the other three, four, five, six desks are doing the right thing? Or if you can see a disagreement between a desk... Is it your job to sort of mediate and make sure everybody's in check? Definitely,
1: it is my job uh, to make sure that, that uh, the information has been passed and that people know what they're doing. Sometimes we have, especially maybe the most discussions uh, when there are four divisi lines, who is playing which line. You know, sometimes it's at the desk, sometimes it's by the desk, sometimes it's there's a bit uh, maybe more uh, strength-wise, mm. to s- certain, certain parts. Maybe there are more players playing the top line or more players playing and uh, definitely it is my job mm. to make sure
0: that everyone gets the message Have you ever been a desk partner to somebody that's got some unusual habits? I know we've, we've spoken quite a bit about, <laughs> about sort of pre-show traditions or things that people do just to get themselves ready and make sure that they know they're going to have the best show possible Have you ever had a desk partner where you just think that is really weird? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, everybody has their own idiosyncrasies. You know, I, I can't think of anybody particularly that sort of sticks out. But, um, yeah, I mean, over the years, you know, the, you have to adapt to sit next to all sorts of different people.
0: Mm. And Are you allowed to put anything on the stand apart from the music? Like if you had a little lucky... Rock or lucky charm, yes, that I could mean, be distracting. I haven't,
1: I haven't seen anybody put a lucky rock, but definitely cough sweets very important thing, <laughs> especially yeah. I'm the one and that yeah. definitely has them always. And that's why people come mm-hmm. sometimes ask me if they have a spare because oh, they know I see.
2: and also earplugs. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're talking pre COVID obviously because we haven't, you know, nobody's shared any of their sort of personal belongings on the music stand in the last 18 months, but yes. Yeah, I mean, people would would bring their uh, ear protector earplugs, which a lot of us have, which are made specially.
0: Well, here at LPO Offstage, the thing that we love is we get to really delve into what life is like behind the scenes and some mishaps that we will never see or never engage with. I know, Christina, you've shared some magnificent stories, and yourself, actually, Fiona. I can remember them very vividly. (laughs) Had there been any mishaps with your desk partner that you just thought, oh, how did we manage to do this today? Yes, I mean, uh, when, when a string breaks it's bad enough,
1: to be mm-hmm. honest, and that hasn't happened not only to me, but also to, uh, to a person next to me. We have had also music flying over. It was not to our fault, but uh, to a conductor's fault, who, <laughs> who in a, maybe not a very big stage, uh, wanted to really show a very welcoming gesture to a cello tune, and, no. our, and it was an Eastbourne, which has already had these very kind of unstable music stance, and uh, and all this music just flew. And I had the solo for about maybe in, tw- in 20 bars. And, and while my desk partner was gathering all the music that On all of it, felt, I was just <laughs> thinking, please make it back to my solo. I mean, I kind of know it by heart, but just and he did make it in time. I'm really, really grateful. Your for that. <laughs> desk partner needs a golden medal. Can we give them a shout out? Absolutely. But I, as I said, uh, both of I mean, Pagy has saved me. So, And this this particular case when, when, when the music was on the floor was Francis Bucknell. Oh, thank you both. Um, so thank you. Absolutely. And there have been, you know, many of those, those, those times. And, and I mean, I'm not saying that I want them to, to happen in the future, but I, I know that they're going to be inevitable because yes. that's part of
0: our life. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for sharing. And now I understand what a desk partner is and what a desk is, and have a fantastic performance tonight. And I hope that all relationships in the uh, the desk <laughs> partnerships go very, very well. Thank, thank you so you much, very much, Yolanda. Thank you. Well, that's it for now from LPO Offstage with me, Yolanda Brown. Thanks so much to Christina Blamane and Fiona Hyam for sharing in-depth experiences of what it's like to work with their desk partners and be a very good one too. Please get in touch using the hashtag OffstagePod. Thank you so much for listening and do join me for the next episode of LPO Offstage. See you soon.